As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1294. Okay, so Supreme Leader Snoke might be dead. Well, he is dead, right? I don't mean it that way. So he's dead, but does that mean that we don't want to learn more about him? I say no, and in fact, we don't even know if he's the only one of whatever he is. So let's talk a bit about Snoke, and let's also talk about something on the Jedi Island that doesn't answer a mystery for us after all. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this is another of the deep dives into The Last Jedi Visual Dictionary by Pablo Hidalgo. And thank you again to DK Publishing for sending me a copy to peruse. And as far as Supreme Leader Snoke goes, well, he's still a an intergalactic man of mystery, okay? We don't know how old he is. We don't know what species he is. We don't know what planet he comes from. We only know that Right now, he is dead. <laughs> um, we don't know if there are more of him, more like him. We know that he's not a Sith. Pablo Hidalgo is pretty clear that the thousand-year-old lineage of Sith was ended when Darth Vader tossed Darth Sidious down that reactor shaft in Return of the Jedi. So there have been no Sith appearing in 30 years since Return of the Jedi. And this is described as being the fulfillment of an ancient prophecy, but the ancient prophecy never said there would be no dark side users. It just said the Sith would be done. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately... And Snoke is gone, and Kylo Ren is kicking around, so clearly dark side users are still around. And the Knights of Ren are running around somewhere, too, presumably. But, you know, just because you are a Force user, you know, you could be a light side type person, you could be a dark side type person. I mean, it's becoming democratized on either side, right? If one of the whole points of this new sequel set of movies is to reintroduce us to the idea that it's more than just the Skywalker lineage that has the Force, then you also have to go with the idea that it's not just good people that have the Force, it's bad people that are really able to use the Force as well. But back to Snoke. I believe we've finally put to rest the is Snoke Plagueis, is Snoke Jar Jar, is he this, that, or the other stuff. Nope, Snoke is Snoke and has always been so. And yet, there is still precious little we know beyond that. There's a note in here that refers to 
whatever frailties have broken his body. We don't necessarily know what those are. That big crack in his head is listed here as a hypertrophic scar channel, which is basically just one big scar, but we don't necessarily know what it's from. And the eye thing, it says he has a misshapen face from malformed zygoma. So those would be bones in the face, basically. So that, you know... That could go either way, I guess. You could suggest the possibility that he was injured and when the bones repaired themselves or whatever had to happen in you know the Lacta tank or whatever, that something did not form correctly in the repair. I think it's more likely that he was just born with that uh, malformation, that misshapen face and probably got teased by all the little snooklings or whatever species he's from. And I'm sure that didn't help his mood or anything like that. There's another note here that says that his painful stance has caused him to prioritize comfort. So standing definitely doesn't work too well. And so he has very fancy little slippers. <laughs> They're rather cute. And that little data file subbar in his section says, Snoke's physical skills may have faded, but his force-aided abilities to persuade, manipulate, and perceive are tremendous. And that we certainly saw in the movie. I like the idea that his physical skills have faded. It does suggest that at one time he was possibly kicking butt from a physical standpoint, too. There's another note within the Praetorian Guard descriptions that says, Snoke's force abilities are strong, but his body is broken, his stride staggered, and his muscles weak. Now, there's a part of me that wonders how much the dark side of the force has to do with that, right? You know, is it sort of eating him up in a way? And does it eat up the users of the dark side of the force? Almost in a similar way to, you know, walking around with the one ring, right? In Lord of the Rings, just how it weighs more heavily and makes you sicker and crazier and ultimately makes you want to do bad things. I mean, it certainly didn't do Darth Sidious's complexion any favors. I'll say that for sure. Uh, as far as the Praetorian guards go... There is also another bit of mystery here. All we know is that uh, the origins of them remain a mystery, according to Pablo Hidalgo. It says the name itself dates back to the 14th Atresian Emperor of Kittel Fard, P-H-A-R-D. And that reference dates back so hard into legends. According to Wikipedia, the Kittel Fard dynasty established an empire across Kittel Fard, creating a golden age by destroying opposition to its rule. Um, and it says the name appeared in an email sent out to certain purchasers of the Star Wars X-Wing CD-ROM back in 93, relating to a fake synopsis for a rumored Star Wars prequel entitled The Clone Wars. And... Yeah, holy cow, when you try to dig into this one, this is one of those where Pablo Hidalgo, with his deep knowledge going way back to the whole West End game stuff, like, that's where that sucker comes from. But there were only eight of them, and they're all dead too, so it remains to be seen whether there is another Snoke-like being kicking around in the Unknown Regions, and whether he or she or it has some Praetorian guards kicking around too. I don't know. We'll have to see what JJ and Chris come up with for episode nine. In the meantime, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about a couple of things about Temple Island on Octu. Stay tuned. 
Hey Rebel Rouser, if you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, I don't think I have any colorblindness issues or anything like that, but maybe just stuff around teal or aquamarine or something like that gives me a little trouble. I don't know. The point is, the thalassirens, those big marine mammals that we see <laughs> where Luke gets his milk from, those... Like the, it just looked like blue milk to me. And when I saw that, I was like, ah, the source of blue milk and how funny what a callback that was to Luke on Tatooine. Well, turns out not so much. The write-up in the Visual Dictionary says that it's a nutritious green milk. It's not blue milk. It's green milk. So kudos to Luke for making the switch, I guess. And the other thing, the mystery that is still yet unresolved, we've talked about this on the podcast before, a story within the Shattered Empire comic series where Luke enlists Poe Dameron's mother, Shara Bay, for a mission which involves rescuing two force trees, some trees that are very sensitive and very powerful or powerfully connected to the force. And he gives Shara one of them, which gets planted on Yavin 4, and he keeps the other one for himself. Well, the tree that is on Temple Island is not that other tree. It says in the write-up here, the hollowed-out trunk of a centuries-old Unedi tree contains a reading chamber and a bookshelf that holds sacred Jedi texts. That's the description of the tree library. But it is not the tree that Luke rescued from the Emperor's research lab. So it is still a mystery as to where that other one is kicking around. And that, my friends, is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you're forced to use a blaster to defeat a cyborg, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not uncivilized, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.